Good morning again. Technology, you got to love it when it works and you got to hate it when it doesn't. And sometimes solutions are very simple. I've got a very weak battery on my computer and evidently it got unplugged and it ran out in about seven or eight minutes. So my apologies. Let's start over because I do the podcast and we do post this. So I'm going to start over. Welcome to all of you who are with me this morning on uh, this um, February 22nd, Monday morning. I hope you had a great weekend. I know I did speaking in the church yesterday here in Gainesville. We spoke about the topic of LGBT relationships and loving people who are uh, struggling with this uh, topic. We had a great discussion, although we barely scratched the surface because it's a big topic. Following that, we had a really wonderful luncheon with people on the subject of racial diversity in the church and how not to allow racial issues that are divisive in our general population and in the political world and that set people against one another and are dividing us how to as a church we can rise above that and again we barely were scratching the surface as we discussed this and so um this morning we want to continue on in the book of first peter and we're in chapter four and this is a really important section for us and um uh, a lot of people avoid this because it raises some questions that I think we as evangelicals sometimes don't really enjoy talking about. And so let's go to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, since Christ has suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same purpose, because he who suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, so as to live the rest of the time in the flesh, no longer for the lust of men, but for the will of God. For the time already past is sufficient for you to have carried out the desire of the Gentiles, having pursued a course of sensuality, lust, drunkenness, carousing, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In all this, they are surprised that you do not run with them into the same excess of dissipation. And they malign you, but they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. You know, when it talks here about Christ suffered in the flesh and we are to arm ourselves with the same purpose, of course, the suffering in the flesh that was going on that Jesus did was he suffered death. He took up his cross. He did the will of the Father and he followed the Father and the will of God all the way till death. I'm not sure this verse is talking about us, just general suffering, although I'm sure that applies as well. But I think the concept of what he's saying is that when we follow God faithfully, when we follow Jesus Christ faithfully, we too will suffer. And we should arm, we should be taking up our cross, dying to ourselves, living faithfully to the Lord and following him fully all the way, even if it were to mean martyrdom. But what he's saying is when we live that life and we have that commitment and we are suffering persecution or rejection for Christ here, that it says we cease from sin. And a lot of evangelicals, I think, get kind of um, nervous about that. They, you know, because there is this doctrine out there called sinless perfection, where some people say, well, no, I never sin again. And they say, you never miss the mark? Are you as good as Jesus? Do you do, you do everything you should do? Do you love God with all your heart? And they, you know, get very defensive, like you need to admit you're a sinner, but this verse says you'd cease from sin. So let's define it. I think what he's simply saying, he defines it right here in verse two. 
So you're no longer living for the lust of men. You're living for the will of God. And brother and sister, this I think is an important commitment that you and I need to make. Sometimes it only comes about as a result of suffering. It, but it need not always have to be that. It starts with making a commitment, say, Jesus, I offered you my body as a living and holy sacrifice, as we read in Romans 12, verse 1. I take up my cross to follow you. I, I'm a true, I will be a disciple of Jesus Christ. I'll live for you. I no longer want to live for the lust of men. I no longer want to live for my own sinfulness or selfishness. I want to live for the will of God. I commit myself to living for the will of God. It starts with making that commitment. But as we carry through on that commitment, and as we even suffer for Christ, then that deepens and it cements that dedication to the Lord. Because it's kind of like now we've we'd made a choice in our mind, but now we're making a choice with our decisions. Because we, for instance, we maybe are rejected by friends who used to, we used to carouse, have drinking parties and abominable idolatries. We used to go to them to the uh, idol worship temple. We used to engage with them in, in, in sexual immoralities. We used to uh, have these drinking parties with them. We've said, no, no, I'm living for the will of God now. I'm not living for my own lust. And so the decision that we had made personally, we acted out. We, we've made now not just a mental decision, but concrete practical decisions to be living for the will of God rather than our own personal lust. And we may suffer for it. They malign, it says here, they malign you. They reject you. They criticize you. They call you names. They mock you. They ridicule you. And the more we suffer for that, the more it cements our decision to be a disciple of Jesus Christ rather than to live for our own personal lust. So I don't get all hung up, you know, on the, the question uh, of, uh, you know, does that mean you never ever sin? You never, you never have a bad thought and all these type things. I think God, let's be, let's, let's declare it. Let's say, I'm not living a life of sin anymore. I'm living for the will of God. No, no, get all hung up and does you ever do anything wrong ever? That, that's not the point of what Peter's saying here. He's saying, listen, make a commitment. You're not living for sin. The, so many of your friends, so many out there, they're living for the lust of men. That's their driving motivation in life. That's what they're about. You and I, we're living for the will of God. We've given up on that life of sin that we were living. We're now living a life of holiness and a life of commitment and a life of love. We're living for the will of God. And when it says, by the way, the lust of men, let's be honest. This doesn't mean just sexual lust. This is what we normally think of or just the, you know, the terrible sins of the flesh. In Galatians 5, Paul describes the lust of the flesh. He includes such things as outbursts of anger, divisions, dissensions envy, jealousy, as well as the obvious ones you think of, sexual immorality, uh, drunkenness, carousing, things like this. But he also includes that, that so, there's, something, there's something in the flesh that just wants to lust for anger, just wants to look for a new reason to get angry or, or to be divisive or to be proud or to be jealous or to be envious. And folks, the more we say, I've taken up my cross, I'm following Jesus Christ, I'm living no longer for my own lust, the sinful nature, shall we say. I'm living no longer for that. 
I'm now living for the will of God. And because I have suffered for that, and because I've, I've suffered for making that decision, the more, the, the more price we pay, the greater price we pay for that decision, the more it cements it into our life. We're never to seek out suffering, I don't think. I, I don't, you know, I don't think, in my understanding, we don't seek it out. But certainly, when we choose to put God first, it comes our way. And when it comes our way, we want to be faithful to the Lord. And the more faithful we remain, the more tests we pass, the more forks in the road we choose and make the right decision. And we suffer for it. We may lose a friend, whatever. We suffer for it, the more it cements that decision and the more we are living our life now no longer for our own lust, but we're living it truly as a disciple of Christ. Suffering has a purpose. Arm yourself for this purpose. Arm yourself with this purpose. We don't seek it out, but it comes our way, and so you'd better be ready for it. And when suffering comes your way, you better know what to do. I've chosen the path, take up my cross and follow Christ. Amen? All right, folks, let's go ahead and pray, and, and I'll pray also today. I will be preaching outdoors at the University of Florida in Turlington Plaza starting about 1 o'clock. And um, we may have some Facebook Live that we post that. I, we can't do that on YouTube, but if you go to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Tom the Preacher, you might be able to catch some live footage. We will see. We don't really know what to expect today, how many students are out there. I don't know if there's going to be that many students. Later in the day, we, we expect some rain. But uh, hopefully about one, two, three, right around in there, we might be able to have some good Facebook Live uh, footage. We'll try to if we're able, okay? Let's go to prayer. Father in heaven, we bless you today. We thank you. We thank you for the spiritual battle we are in. We realize, Lord, we live in a world where, where people all around us are in the domain of darkness. They are on the path of destruction. They are indeed living for the lust of men. And even, Lord, in some ways, if they, they seem like decent people, yet still you say that you call us to live for the will of God. And that's what we call others to do today, Lord. And that's what we, we commit freshly to. Jesus, you said that if we're to follow you, we must deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow you. And I pray today, Father, that we would be people who faithfully choose that path. That's the path of life. That's the path of life. That's the path, Father, where, where, where it leads to eternal life. It leads to glory. It leads to joy. It leads to abundance. It leads to fulfillment. It leads to satisfaction. That's the path of love. So today, Lord, we freshly repudiate the lusts that, that are so easy to live for. And we choose at this fork in the road to go to choose to offer your, offer our body to you as a living and holy sacrifice. And today, Father, we pray that when, that should suffering come our way for that, should people laugh, mock, ridicule us, reject us, not include us in their group, say that we're no longer one of them, they don't want to be our friend, they don't want to, whatever they, whatever they would, re, whatever rejection we would receive, we thank you, Father, that as we endure that, that only solidifies our commitment to you so that we will live no long, the rest of our life in the flesh, no longer for the lust of men, 
but for the will of God. We will no longer live a life of sin, but we'll live a life of dedication and love and service, holiness. We believe this is where true life is to be found and true joy and true satisfaction. This is the path of life. Help us today, Lord. Help us arm ourselves with this. Help us to be prepared when we make a decision to follow you. Help us to be prepared for the rejection that will come. Father, I pray to strengthen each one of us today in our inner man. Help us, Lord, to have a faith that grows stronger. Help us, Lord, to know the truth of the Bible that's real. Help us, Lord, to just strengthen us. Thank you we're each on a spiritual journey. Lord, we're each on this path. And every one of us, Lord, can become stronger more dedicated, more holy, more loving for you. And I pray, Lord, as we walk this path this very day, that we be faithful to it. <clears throat> Jesus, fill us today with your Holy Spirit because we know that these things, we fall short. And without you, without your strength, we would fail. But we thank you that with our God, all things are possible. We thank you that it's possible to live a life dedicated to you, a life of, of, of the will of God that we can live. And this is what we desire. Father, today, we pray use us in all, everywhere we go, every step we take. We pray that you'd shine the light of Christ through us. We pray you'd give us the right words when, when we speak to anyone. We pray, Lord, for great wisdom to fill it. We, we pray, Lord, for your favor upon us. Lord, wherever we go today, open up doors for, for us. Open up opportunities for good conversation. Open, us up, open up opportunity for us to do good and to serve and to love. Lord, give us people, lead us to people who have uh, soft and tender hearts and who are receptive and listening. Let us today, Lord, I know there's people out there. I know there'll be people today at the University of Florida who prayed and they've asked you for help. Let us today be the answer to their prayers. Let's be the ones that you send to people who are looking for help, that are looking for you, that are looking for an answer. Lord, let us be the ones you send as an answer to their prayer. Help us to be alert. Help us, Lord, to realize the lost people around us who, who need you and who, and who, if we just, Lord, if we open our mouths, if we, if we love them and care for them, share the gospel, they will respond. There is good soil out there. Help us to sow the seed into the good soil today. I thank you, Lord, for for me and my ministry today. And I pray, Lord, that you would guide and give us great fruit at the University of Florida, Lord. I don't know how many students will even be there, but I pray that those who walk by would stop, would listen, would consider, would ponder. I pray they would be good soil. I pray the word they hear would find good soil and would bear fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold for your glory. Lord, we pray this for all of us today. We pray this for all of us. We bless you. We thank you you're with us. We thank you that, Lord, uh, you will surround us today with favor and blessing. I pray, Father, and thank you that those who listen to this live stream, I believe, Lord, they are good soil. I believe the seed that we're sowing here in their life, the seed that we're teaching from 1 Peter, it's falling on good soil. I believe it's transforming lives. I believe, Lord, that you're you're causing each of us to be 30, 60, 100-fold Christians for you. Thank you, Lord, for everyone who's a part of this. Thank you for those who join day by day. 
Lord, we, I bless you for them. I, I pray your, your goodness upon them. I pray your blessing upon them, your favor. Surround each one on this podcast today with, with blessing and glory, protection, favor, strength, grace from the Lord God. Help us to walk today in the victory that you have given us and to experience it all day long. These things we pray and we bless you now in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey folks, thanks for joining me. If you're new here today, welcome. We're glad you've, you've joined us. I hope you will subscribe, hit the notify button, hit the like button, and uh, tell your friends about this live stream. I mentioned also and prayed there, this is a podcast and we do upload this, these YouTubes, uh, this on YouTube, but we also do upload this as a podcast. And so if you want to hear these online while you're going about your business or working out at the gym or walking around or driving or whatever, you can find these podcasts. Look for The Tom Short Show, all four words, The Tom Short Show on your favorite uh, Apple Apple Podcast or Google or Spotify, and you can find us there. You have a great day. And again, I, I bless you in the name of the Lord and say, you walk strong, walk mighty. You're the light of the world now. Christ lives in you and he's shining through you. Don't hide under a peck measure today, but let your light shine brightly. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. right here on, uh, on, on this uh, YouTube live stream. See you then. Bye-bye.